0: In episode 458, you have me all to yourself today, and I'm answering all your burning questions on why we moved house, how to create a toxic-free home, what Bambi and I eat in a day, mine and Nick's all-time favorite book recommendations, whether or not we co-sleep, self-care for mamas, why we went plant-based, and so much more. And for everything that I mentioned in today's episode, which is a lot Head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash 458. Now let's dive in. The Melissa Ambrosini Show. Welcome to The Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating I opened up to you guys on Instagram and got so many great questions come in. And I was originally going to answer them on Instagram, but you all said that you wanted me to do them here because I can dive so much deeper. We've got a lot more time. So here is your Q&A and we can go really deep and I'm so excited for this. So let's dive right in. And just before we start, I'm going to cover quite a few different areas. So we're going to talk about the fact that we're moving house we're going to talk about some parenting stuff we are going to talk about birth we're going to talk about lifestyle tips and tricks you guys have asked for some book recommendations we're going to talk about self-care and so much more so let's just dive right on in and answer all of your amazing questions and i just want to thank every one of you who submitted a question thank you thank you thank you and there was a few that were quite similar so i've kind of just them all together. So the most asked question right now was about us moving house. So if you follow me on Instagram stories, you will know that we are moving house. So I want to explain what is happening. We have sold our beautiful tree house and pretty much all of the furniture in it. And I'm a little bit sad. It's a bit bittersweet. Nick is totally not emotionally attached at all, but we gave birth here, we conceived here, we found out we were pregnant here. This was the first house that we brought together and we renovated. There's just so many beautiful memories in this house. So much magic was created in our work here. So much music from Nick, books were written here, podcasts. So much magic has happened in these walls. And I just feel a bit sad about it. Do you guys feel like that too? Have you guys ever felt like that? And I would love your advice if you have felt like this and and what you did, but I'm also really excited to move. I'm really excited too. So we bought our dream block of land. There's a house on it at the moment and it's in a location that we absolutely love. And it was very effortless. We weren't necessarily looking to buy or to move, but this opportunity presented itself. It fell in our lap like the opportunity to buy the current treehouse that we're in, that just fell into our lap as well. And so this other opportunity came to us and it was so perfect and effortless. And we always knew that eventually we were going to have to move into a bigger place because we want more babies, which was another question that someone had. Are we going to have more babies? And yes, 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 we are. But yeah, we are moving. We sold our beautiful treehouse and most of the furniture. The only thing that is coming with us is our bed, which is a Semina sleep system. So that is amazing. That's coming with us and all of Bambi's furniture in her bedroom. So her cot and her change table and the rocking chair and all of her little goodies, of course. And we are moving into this house and we're going to live in it for six months. And then we're going to knock it down and build our dream home and most likely our forever home. We will be in here for a very, very long time, so it's really exciting. I am pumped, and I'm also oh, like a little bit sad. It's a bit bittersweet. So, if you have any tips to help me move through this, please DM me. I would absolutely love to hear your advice. And another thing I wanted to mention is that we will be building a completely toxic-free, clean, eco home again. So we did that with this place, however. This was a renovation. So there was only so much that we could do. We definitely did create a very toxic free home. But when you build from scratch, oh gosh, I'm so excited for what we can create. Oh my gosh. So DM me if you want to be taken along for the journey of the creation of our dream home. And I will share everything with you guys, everything that we're doing. Another thing I wanted to mention is that because we are moving into this other house for six months, which isn't you know our dream home we've had to do a lot of cleaning of it before we move into it to make it toxic free so obviously there is a lot of mold at the moment where we live so we've had to get fogging we have had to have the air conditioning completely cleaned we've had to have the carpets cleaned with steam and carpets are not the cleanest thing they harbor mold and dust and all sorts of bacteria so carpet is not conducive to health. So, I mean, if we were staying in it longer, we would rip that carpet up, but we're only going to be in it for six months and we don't know what's under that carpet. Could be all sorts of things. So we're going to just live in it as is for now. We're going to get it professionally cleaned with all organic cleaning products and it will be good enough to live in for six months and then we will knock it down and we will have to go rent somewhere for a year whilst we build our dream home. So if anyone wants us to move in for a year, just just let me know. I'm just joking. <laughs> so that is our plan. That's our update with moving and selling. And we are so excited. And I'm also a little bit sad, but I think that comes with it, especially when we've had so many beautiful memories created here and so much magic happened here. So that's a little update on our home. And What's going on for us right now? And please DM me if you want me to document how to create a toxic free, clean eco home. And maybe I can do some podcasts on it or at least story about it. So there you go. Okay, let's move on to the next topic that you guys asked about, and that is about parenting. And the first question is Can I get some advice on looking after yourself as a first time mama? I just want to say that. Self-care for everyone, especially first-time mamas, is so important. But how do we do it? It's very easy for someone to say, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to take care of yourself. But how? The first step is we have to make it a priority. We actually have to put it at the top of our to-do list. And we have to commit to it, right? We have to commit to doing at least one thing every day for five minutes. Just start small. And we have to make that a priority. It's very easy to put everything else on top of that. But if you want to look after yourself as a first time mama, as just a mama, as anyone, you have to make it a priority. That is the first step and commit to it. The next thing you need to do is create a self-love menu. I talk about this in Mastering Your Mean Girl and I actually have a self-love menu in there for you. Basically, a self-love menu is a menu of 10 things that you absolutely love. So things like walking along the beach or laying in the sun, reading a book, things that don't involve anyone else, but 10 things that fill you up and make you feel overflowing with love. So create a self-love menu of 10 things that you absolutely love. And then I want you to stick that on your fridge. And then the third thing you need to do is do one thing from that list every morning, ideally before your babe wakes up or in their first nap. If you're waking up at the same time as them, just do it in their first nap time or whenever you can and start small, start with five minutes and then maybe you can get 10 minutes and then maybe you can get 15 minutes. But ideally in the first half of the day, we want to do something that is going to fill you up self-care is so important. It is crucial. And since having Bambi, I know it is so important. It's very easy to put that at the bottom of your to-do list, but it is essential. And I know that if I'm not taking care of myself, I'm not showing up as the best mama that I can be, right? I'm not showing up as the best wife, as the best friend that I can be, and so I just practice crystal clear communication. If I'm feeling like I'm at the end of my tether, I'll say to Nick, "I need to go fill myself up." And he is so supportive of that, which is amazing. He will say, "Great, go babe, do it." Because he knows that if I'm not full, then the energy in the home gets affected by my energy. Mama's are the heartbeat of the home. Our energy dictates the entire energy and flow of the entire home. If you're angry, cranky, sad, resentful, Everyone in the home feels it. And same if you're angry or resentful or sad or grumpy in a work environment, everyone feels it. Oprah says, take responsibility for your energy and how you're showing up. If you are feeling down or anything like that, it affects every room that you walk into. So fill yourself up so that you can show up as the best version of yourself. You deserve it. Your family deserves it. Your friends, your work colleagues deserve it. And I also wanted to let you know if you are really struggling with self care at the moment, I'm doing a summit for Insight Timer on this, and it's called Healing Through Self Care. And my talk is called Let Go of the Guilt Self Care for Mummers. So if you are interested in coming along to that summit, just go to insighttimersummit.com and I'll link to it in the show notes. It's totally free. Come and hear my summit on letting go of guilt and self-care for mamas. So I hope that helps. Next questions. There was a few questions around Bambi's nanny. So what does her routine look like with her nanny and a few other questions around how long is she here for and what does she do? So, I wanted to share a little bit about this with you. Our divine earth angel nanny, her name is Tiff, who has now become one of my dear friends. She and her partner have just Slot right into our life, into our friendship circle. And she is now a huge part of my life and someone I love and adore. And I did not think that I was going to become really good friends with Bambi's nanny. Like I just didn't, I didn't expect that. And we are so aligned in so many areas. And it's so beautiful to have her in my life. I'm so grateful. And she came into our life when Bambi was around six months. And at first she was just helping around the house, helping with some cooking and cleaning. And now she does a lot more. She does a lot more with Bambi, which is amazing. And she takes her for an hour and a half in the mornings whilst I work. And it's been such a big game changer for us. And having support and help was exactly what I needed. It takes a village to raise a child or children. It really does. And especially if you're working and you want to still work, I love being a mom and I love working. I love what I do in the world so much. So I definitely needed support so that I can do both and do both as best as I can. If I didn't have her, I don't know when I would get all of my work done. So she's been an absolute godsend. And I just want to encourage you to ask for support. You don't have to get a nanny, but you can ask for support from your in-laws or from your parents or family members, siblings, cousins, aunties, whoever, friends. Then you can also get some paid support, you know, getting a cleaner or getting some meals made for you. Or you can tag team with your partner or swap with other mothers. You know, you take their babe for a little bit and they go and do something and then you swap. Get creative with how you get support. But the most important thing is if you feel like you need support, ask, use your voice, practice crystal clear communication and use your voice. That's what it takes to get support. It's not going to just magically show up at your door. You need to ask, use your voice because people will just presume you've got it all handled unless you use your voice and ask. And I'm not afraid to ask. And having her in our life has just been, oh my goodness, an absolute game changer. She is an earth angel. And when we were hiring, I remember saying to Nick that it's really important, obviously, whoever we get, that we like their energy because they're in our home five days a week. They are in our home. They are part of our life. And we did a very detailed job description and she found it. And this earth angel walked into our life and we are so grateful. And so how it looks is she comes Monday to Friday from 7 till 11, so four hours every morning and at 7 a.m., which is when Bambi wakes up and she arrives and helps in the kitchen with getting breakfast and lunch sorted. So if there's anything that needs to be cut up or put in the instant pot, whatever, she helps with that. And she's such a beautiful energy to have in your home. And I'm so grateful. Truly, I'm so, so grateful. And we have great conversations. It's awesome. So I wake Bambi at seven and I breastfeed her and then I potty her and I get her dressed and I play with her. And then at eight o'clock, we have breakfast all together with Papa as well, which is really beautiful. And at 8.30, she then goes with her nanny for a walk in the park, and they go to the beach and they are outside soaking up the sunshine and fresh air, and they have the best time ever and sometimes they play inside as well, so they just kind of do whatever flows, but they have the best time they're laughing it's so beautiful and Then I get her at ten thirty and she has breast milk, and I potty her, and we have a play and then During that ten till eleven when Tiff is still here, she might put some washing on or do some folding and help around the house. She is amazing. I love her so much. If you're listening to this Tiff, I love you. You're amazing. And she is always at the top of my gratitude list. Always. Oh my gosh. Always, always, always. So I hope that answers your questions about our beautiful nanny. I'm curious if you have support. I would love to hear. Send me a DM and what has been the most supportive for you as a mama? I'd love to hear. Next question What does a typical day of food look like for Bambi? Nick and I did an episode on this, episode 444, and we have shared all about this, but it has changed because she is older now, she is walking, and she's eating more food. So, this is what a quote unquote typical day for her looks like. And I'll link to that other episode, 440, in the show notes if you want to listen to that episode on starting solids and what Bambi was eating then but this is kind of like a typical day for her. So like I said before, she wakes at seven and has booby. At 8am, she has breakfast. And right now she's having oats or quinoa porridge with wild blueberries, a homemade organic nut milk. And then I ground chia, flax and a Brazil nut and sprinkle that on top. And she absolutely loves it. Bambi loves food loves it. she eats anything and everything and she just loves it. She is so cute. it's so beautiful watching her. Oh my gosh she's she's just adorable. So she has that for breakfast and loves it. Then at 10 30 she wakes again and she has booby again. and then at around 11 ish or maybe like just after she has some morning tea. So I've just started introducing morning tea and afternoon tea because she's asking for it. So she does baby sign language and she does the food sign to me, which tells me she is hungry and she is walking and she's using so much more energy. So we do morning tea and afternoon tea now. And usually morning tea is some sort of fruit, whatever I have in the house. She absolutely loves banana, pear, apple, figs, berries, Whatever's in season, I have in the house because we shop at the farmers markets on Sunday. I just get whatever fruit is in season and try and introduce her to all different ones. And she loves fruit. She loves bananas so much. I think that's her favorite. And I'll also give her like a little bit of coconut water and water. So I do half coconut water and half water, and she'll have that. To be honest, though, she doesn't drink a lot of liquids. She's still having booby four times a day, but she doesn't drink a lot of liquids. I'm not sure if that's something that I should, you know, be working on. Please DM me if you have any thoughts on that. If you're listening and you're an expert, please DM me and let me know. But I don't know. She just doesn't really love it. But she is getting a lot of hydration from Booby four times a day still. So I don't know. Let me know your thoughts. Then at 12 o'clock, we have lunch and she now eats whatever we're having, which is so good and so handy, but without the salt. So if we make a curry or a dal or anything like that, we just don't put any salt in it and then salt it after. And so a typical lunch for her, there's always protein. So the protein will either be beans, lentils, or a chickpea or mung bean tempeh or something like that. She loves tempehs. And then there's always healthy carbs. So sweet potato or pumpkin. And then there's always some healthy fats like olives or avocado. She loves avocado. Oh my goodness. And then there's always fiber. So some broccoli or zucchini. She absolutely loves broccoli. Loves it so much. Just chomps the head off. Just loves it so much, which is amazing. I'm just going to ride with that one because who knows if that will change. And then at three o'clock, she wakes again and has more booby. And then at four o'clock, she has some afternoon tea, four o'clock-ish, you know, around that time. She has afternoon tea and lately she's been having coconut yogurt, fermented coconut yogurt with some fruit and hemp seeds and she loves it so much. The coconut yogurt we have is quite sour, but she absolutely loves it. It's not sweet at all. It's very sour and she loves it. With a little bit of fruit, maybe some banana. If she hasn't already had banana that day, I try to do a different piece of fruit to what I did for morning tea to mix it up and then maybe some hemp seeds on top of it. Also, oh, I wanted to tell you this little hack. With avocado, slice it and then cut it into bite sized bits for them and roll it in some sort of seaweed flakes like ground dulse, which is really high in iodine or wakame or anything, any sort of seaweed to get seaweeds into their diet because they are so high in minerals and you really want to get that into their life. So, Dulse is amazing. Amazing. So I will blend dulse into a smoothie, which sometimes for her afternoon tea, I'll make her a little smoothie as well. So maybe some homemade nut milk with some wild berries and some dulse and some spirulina. And yeah, I'll give her that little smoothie or she'll have again, the coconut and water mix, which she doesn't really she doesn't have the whole thing. She'll just have maybe a little bit. So that's kind of her afternoon tea. And then at 5 PM, we have dinner and same sort of thing as lunch. She has whatever we're having without the salt. And there's always the protein, the healthy carbs, the healthy fat and the fiber. And then at 6.30, she has booby again before bed at seven. So that's a typical day for Bambi. It will change, I'm sure, but that's kind of what she's eating now. If anyone has any other tips or anything, please DM me on Instagram. I'd love to hear. Okay, next question. What are your favorite parenting books? So I have a whole blog post on this and I will link to it in the show notes. I've got my favorite conception, pregnancy, and birth books in one place, but I will link to it in the show notes. But this question is specifically about parenting books. So in regards to parenting, Mothering from Your Center is an amazing book. And I'll link to all of these in the show notes. Buddhism for Mothers, amazing. The Conscious Parent, amazing. The Awakened Family, amazing. The Parents, Tao Te Ching, amazing. The Five Love Languages of Children and Why Love Matters. All of those books are so great. So check them out. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. They're amazing. Next question. Do you guys co-sleep? Okay. So the answer is no, we don't. And I will share more about this in another episode because I truly thought that I would co-sleep until she was 18. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't think until she was 18, but I thought I would co-sleep for as long as possible. And we did for the first five months. She was in the middle of us in our bed. And then I was not getting any sleep. I could not relax and I could not drop into a deep sleep with her in our bed. I was so scared that I was going to roll on her or pull the blankets up on her. I don't know if this is a first time mum worry, but I don't know. I just couldn't relax. But I have friends that co-sleep and they drop into a deep sleep and they are not worried one bit about rolling or sheets or anything like that and I really did try but I was not getting any sleep I was literally awake all night and that is not good for anybody the most important thing is that mama and baba are getting good quality sleep and as much as possible and that's not what was happening with us so we had to make some changes so she is in a cot and she is so happy and she is thriving and she sleeps 7 till 7 so Yeah. And mama is sleeping, which is amazing. So always do what feels right and true for you when it comes to parenting and all areas of your life. So I will do another episode on co-sleeping and answer some other questions about this. But for now, that is my answer. Next question. So what are your top baby products? We did a whole episode on this on episode four four zero. So our must-have baby products, I'll link to that in the show notes so that you guys can check that out. Okay, let's move on to birth. You were so prepared for birth. Did anything surprise you? I love this question because it really made me think. I had to stop and think. Did anything surprise me? So firstly, I want to say yes. I was so prepared. Like my friends and family laugh and they would say, I studied birth like I was studying a PhD or a master's. I studied for eight years before I gave birth. I read every book. I went to workshops. I interviewed the world's best experts on it because I love birth so much. And I'm actually so excited to do it again, but I really did study it. And I studied it for eight years before I gave birth. So there wasn't anything that surprised me. However, I guess the thing that I didn't expect was the sensation in my lower back during each surge. I did not expect that. I don't know if surprise or expect, I'm not sure, but I didn't expect that. Now, some women have said that they experienced the same thing and then others say it was more a strong sensation in the front or even down their leg, but the sensation in my lower back was not something that I was expecting. And I just want to encourage everyone, if you are about to give birth, study birth like it is your job, like you are doing a PhD. Watch inspiring birth videos. I have some on a blog post, which I'll link to. And that's what I did. I watched and listened to only empowering birth stories. So I was really excited to give birth, really, really excited. So do that. Surround yourself with positive and inspiring stories because that will get you excited and then let it all go and just be in the moment. Well, you can't help but not be in the moment when you're giving birth. It forces you to be in the moment. All right, next question. Do you think you will ever share Bambi's birth story? Now, I've shared tiny little bits on the podcast, but not in its entirety. Now, the short answer is, I don't know. (laughs) We have recorded her birth story and I may share the entire story one day, but I'm just not sure. Right now, it still feels so sacred and precious and it doesn't feel like now is the time, but maybe one day, maybe, I don't know. It is the most magical, sacred, empowering experience of your entire life and words almost don't do it justice. Like, You literally try and tell someone, and you can't explain. Like, you just can't explain. You have to be there. You have to feel it. So, it's really tricky to put it into words, even though I have recorded it, but it still doesn't encapsulate the potency and the power and the beauty and the magnificence and everything. It just doesn't, it does not do it justice. So, maybe one day I might share the whole thing, and maybe not. I'm not sure. But we'll see. Next question. Could you share an after experience of all your prep? Like I said before, I studied birth like I was doing a PhD, and I'm creating something very special for you, which is where I will share everything I did to consciously conceive, everything I know about conscious pregnancy, birth, and parenting. And I'm creating this for you, and I'll share it very soon. But in the meantime, reflecting back, there are three things that I will be more aware of for my next birth. And they are the first one. I will try the TENS machine on my lower back. I totally forgot about this and I was in the water, so it wouldn't have worked. But next time, if I have that same sensation in my lower back, I will get my birth team to remind me to use the TENS machine, which I'm definitely keen to try next time. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I will use my breath differently. So What was happening when I was in the final stages of birth was I was breathing and I was using my breath, but I was bearing down, but then letting the air out of my mouth. So I was kind of like, bah, and letting it out my mouth. And my midwife kept on saying to me, Melissa, use your breath and push that breath down. And so I'm going to practice for next time, like doing more of the breath down instead of letting it out of my mouth. So. I don't know if that helps, but that's something that I reflected on that I was like, "Hmm, I'll do that next time. And then the third thing is I will talk to Bambi more in birth. I think because it was my first time, I felt really connected to her, but I didn't talk to her for the whole process. I got a little bit in my head and next time I will get my birth team to remind me to talk to the baby more and to get them to work with me as a team to bring them through the spirit door. So that's definitely what I'll do. You know, I will go within, I will say, baby, this is me and you, let's do this together. Let's bring you down. I will meet you at the spirit door. I will hold your hand. I will come with you through the spirit door. Let's do this. I've got you. I will do a bit more of that. I didn't do a lot of that in this birth and I just would like to try it next time because it sounds really beautiful and I'd like to do that. So they are my after experience or after thoughts from birth. I hope that helps. Okay, let's talk about food. I've got a couple of questions about what I eat in a day. I kind of shared what Bambi eats and that's pretty similar to what I eat. So at the moment, I'm loving oats and quinoa porridge with wild berries and flax and chia and hemp and Brazil nuts on top. So yummy with a homemade nut milk. And then lunch is the same as Bambi. There's always a protein, there's healthy carbs, healthy fat, there's fiber, and it's so delicious. And same with dinner. Yeah, that's kind of a day on my plate. I try and eat lots of color. I try and eat very mindfully, and my ideal situation is eating on my own without any phone or anyone. I love just eating on my own. I digest my food so much better when I am on my own in silence. However, that doesn't always happen and that's okay, but I find I digest my food so much better when I eat on my own and in silence. If you have digestive issues, try it for a week and let me know how you go. Do I ever shop at big mainstream shops like Kmart, Cotonon, Woolworths? Not really. I don't. No, I don't really shop at those places. I go to the farmer's markets every Sunday and we do a big shop there and don't have to do another shop during the week. If for some reason we absolutely have to, like yesterday we ran out of bananas and they're Bambi's favorite thing. So there's a local organic shop that I went to and picked up some more bananas. But yeah, that's where I shop and I love it. I love supporting my local farmers. I love getting chemical free produce. I love the ritual of it. It's just one of my favorite things to do every Sunday morning with Nick and Bambi. I just love it. We meet all of our friends there. It's so much fun. It's one of my favorite things of the entire week. So yeah, I love going there and I love being outside. It's just so beautiful. I love chatting to the farmers. It's the best fun ever. Will you please share what factors led you to choose a plant-based diet? So there was three reasons why I went plant-based. Reason number one, I read the science from the experts on the benefits. There's a couple of great books that you can read with the science. Becoming Vegan, How Not to Die, Fiber Fueled, The Proof is in the Plants. These are just a couple of books and I'll link to them all in the show notes for you. But I read the science on how a predominantly plant-based diet is way better for you, for your health, for longevity. So if you are unsure, look at the science, just look at the science. The second reason why I went plant-based was because of the environmental impact eating animals has on our planet. And I did not want to contribute to that. Again, just read up on it if you are interested. And then the third reason I went plant-based was because I love animals and I don't want to eat them. So they're my three reasons, the science, the environment, and the animals. And I love eating this way. It lights me up so much. I feel so satisfied. I love that I am doing good for the environment and for the planet. And it makes me feel really good. I just love eating this way so much. It's so diverse. There's so much to choose from. It's just, I love it. And I feel awesome. Next question. Have I always been lean? And if not, how did I become so? There was a time when I was about 15 kilos, which is about 33 pounds heavier than I am right now. And I was very inflamed. I had eczema. I had gut issues, hormonal issues, hives, acne. I would get severe cold sore outbreaks. I had adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, and so many more hormonal imbalances and so much more. And it wasn't until I cut out gluten, dairy and sugar. That the inflammation went down and the weight came off. So I literally did those three things, cut out gluten, dairy and sugar, and the inflammation completely went down. It was amazing. And then it wasn't until I healed my gut that everything else healed as well. So now, you know, this is my natural body shape and I feel great. I feel healthy. I feel happy. I feel strong. But I just want to encourage you all to, if you feel inflamed, to maybe look at your gluten, your dairy, and your sugar consumption and try just cutting those out for a week. And I'm talking about refined sugar here, refined sugar. Try cutting those out and see how you feel. I hope that helps. What is one food that you couldn't live without? Oh, uh, I think Loco loves for sure. Vegan chocolate brownie. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. Delicious, I think. Okay. Got a couple of questions about books. Can you list all of the books you and Nick suggest and love? Oh my gosh. We would be here for five years if I did that. However, I have a podcast episode, episode 308. 45 books that have changed my life. And I also have a blog post with the books that I love in there, with a few more than the 45. So I will link to both of those in the show notes. But off the top of my head, books that Nick and I love on health, we love How Not to Die, on wealth, How to Make One Hell of a Profit and Still Get Into Heaven by Dr. John D. Martini, such a good book. On love, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. On friendships, how to break up with friends, and parenting, the awakened family. There's just a couple and I'll link to the podcast episode and the blog post where I share more of our book suggestions and loves for you. Okay, next question. I love reading books, but I feel overwhelmed to keep in mind all of the knowledge. Any tips? Okay, so how you retain knowledge from your books is you do book notes. So you highlight and then you compile all of your highlights into, I use Evernote and I write the title of the book and all of my book notes so that I can go back and see any of the top key takeaways. And that's how I retain the knowledge from the books. And also another way to retain knowledge is once you've read a book, share it with someone who you think will benefit. So if you read a book like Mastering Your Mean Girl and you think your friend Amanda would love it. Sit with her and tell her what you got out of it. So after you read every book, write down everything that you got out of it and do your book notes and reread that, you know, once a month or something. Nick does this with every book and then he goes back and rereads them. I'm not sure if he does it every month, but he used to do it every month. I'm not sure what he does now, but it's such a great way to retain the information that you are getting. So I read a lot. I usually read around two or three books a month. I was reading maybe three to four a month before Bambi was here. But now, you know, it's more likely two a month, sometimes three, depends. And I just love reading so much. I love it. But yes, to retain the information, doing book notes or writing down everything that you got out of it and then sharing it. Because when you speak, your knowledge, it helps you integrate it more into yourself. So try that. Could you please share the books that you always go back to? Great question. So it definitely depends on the stage of life that you are in. Right now, a lot of the books that I go back to are baby books and parenting books, but that wasn't always the case for me. You know, When I was building my business, it was business and entrepreneurial books, but now it's baby books and parenting books. So in regards to baby and parenting books, one book that I always go back to is Mothering from Your Center and Tammy is on the podcast. So by the time this comes out, she has been on the show. So make sure you go and check that out. Health books. I love Becoming Vegan. I love How Not to Die. I love The Rain Barrel Effect. There's so many great books relationship books that we keep going back to. Anything by David Dieter. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, The Five Love Languages, amazing. The Heart of Love by Dr. John Demartini. They're all amazing books that we go back to time and time again. Books on wealth, How to Get Into Heaven and Make One Hell of a Profit by Dr. John Demartini is also another amazing book from him. The Barefoot Investor, which is amazing, and The Barefoot Investor for Families such a great book. And for creativity, one that I keep going back to is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Such a great book. Holy moly. So good. These are just some off the top of my head, but there are so many. And of course, Mastering Your Mean Girl for mindset, Open Wide for Relationships and Love, Comparisonitis for mindset, and Purposeful for Purpose and Creativity and passion. So make sure you check out all of those books, too, because they are awesome. Okay, next up, we have some more self-care questions. How do you keep up with discipline around self-care? To be honest, it's not something I even think about. It's such an integral part of my life because self-care allows me to show up as the best version of me. So I value its importance. The reason why someone is not making it a priority or is struggling to implement it into their life is because they don't see the value of it. It's like with anything. If you don't see or understand the value of healthy food, you're not going to do it. You're just going to go for the junk food. So you have to understand the value and experience the benefits of that thing for it to become an integrated part of your life. It is essential for me, for my mental and physical health. Absolutely essential. So I invite you to reframe it from thinking like it's something else that you have to do on your to-do list to being like brushing your teeth and having a shower, which those things clean your outside, but self-care takes care of your inside and it also can take care of your outside if you're getting a facial or something like that. But self-care is about your mental health. And once you reframe it and you see the value in it, you automatically want to start doing it more. And again, start small, go back to your self-love menu and do something daily from your menu and you will instantly feel a shift. And what you're doing when you take care of yourself is you are saying to the universe that you love yourself so much that you're going to take these 10 minutes to do something nice and beautiful for you. It's a beautiful act of self-love. So, if you struggle with discipline around self-care, you might not be seeing the benefits. So reframe it to thinking like it's something that is essential for your mental health and start to do it so that you can tangibly have an experience of the benefits. And then once you feel those benefits, you will just want to do it every single day. Discipline won't even be an issue. Okay, next question. Have you ever worked through depression? If so, any suggestions to soften? So if you have read my books, Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide Comparisonitis, Purposeful, I share how I struggled with depression in my early twenties. And it was a really hard time in my life. It was a very dark time in my life. I really was struggling and I don't wish that upon anyone. And there's so many things that I did that really supported me. For example, meditation, such a huge, huge component to my healing journey, getting good quality sleep, cleaning up my diet, drinking clean water, getting out into nature, moving my temple, surrounding myself with beautiful friendships, doing work that I loved because at that time I wasn't. All of these things helped soften me helped me move out of that dark depression and back to my true self. So that's how I moved through the depression. And in terms of any suggestions to soften, I think one of the most beautiful ways that I have softened over the years is through meditation and dancing. And yes, being in nature also helps, but I think meditation and dancing just in my lounge room by myself with music has really helped me soften. So try those and I hope that helps. How do you keep your nails so healthy? So before I get to how to, I want to just share that your hair, skin and nails are a reflection of your internal gut. So if your hair is falling out, if your nails are brittle, if you're experiencing acne or hives or eczema or anything like that. That is a direct reflection of your internal world. So instead of trying to fix the external, we need to go within and heal our gut and then also do the emotional work too. So it wasn't until I healed my gut that my hair became really thick and luscious and my nails became really strong and my skin started to clear up. So if you are wanting beautiful hair, beautiful skin and beautiful nails, look at your gut health, heal your gut. You can do Dr. Stephen Cabral's gut protocol, which is what I do. I'm not doing it right now, but that's what I did before having Bambi. And I will do, once I finish breastfeeding, I will do his protocol again. And I'll link to it in the show notes because I have some special goodies that go with it. It is amazing. Do his protocols. If you are looking to heal your gut, do his protocols, read his book. It's amazing. But if you want to, healthy hair, skin, and nails. You've got to heal your gut and do the emotional healing work as well. Next question. What do you do when you feel out of alignment? The first thing I do when I feel like I'm out of alignment and not living in alignment with my higher self is I have the awareness because then once I'm aware of it, I go, okay, I'm out of alignment. I can make that shift. I can change. And I do whatever I can to quickly get back into alignment. And if that's having a conversation with someone or deleting something out of my calendar, whatever it is, I do that and I meditate. Meditation helps me get back into alignment with my higher self. And it's so powerful. And everything I do in my personal life and in my business must feel in alignment, feel in integrity. Otherwise, I don't do it every business decision, every personal decision must feel in alignment for me. Otherwise it's a no thank you for now. It has to be a full body hell yeah. Otherwise I just don't do it. So maybe there's something in your life right now that you're saying yes to when your whole body is saying no, 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 thank you. Not right now. And if that's you, I invite you to sit and meditate and ask yourself why you said yes to that or why you're doing that thing, even though it feels out of integrity or out of alignment with you. And then do whatever you have to do to get yourself back in alignment. Meditate, dance, have a conversation, delete something out of your calendar, do whatever you've got to do to get back in alignment as quickly as you possibly can. Because life is so precious, it is so sacred, and it is not worth it you doing anything that is not in alignment with your highest self nothing is worth it nothing is worth it and especially when children come into your life you get so much more intentional with your time when you have kids because they they are part of your life now and so everything has to be a full body in alignment hell yeah otherwise it's a no thank you for now so just remember that okay next question What is that ring that you're wearing on your middle finger? Okay, so this ring that I'm wearing is called an Ura ring and it tracks your sleep. And this person saw this ring on my Instagram and I track my sleep and I love it and it's so much fun. Check it out. I will link to it in the show notes. And then finally, the last question that I have is a question about the podcast. And she says, are your Monday motivation episodes coming back? Well, firstly, not right now. They're not coming back. However, there are hundreds of them there ready for you to listen to. So I encourage you to go back and listen to the very first one and listen to all of them because they're all there. And let me know if you want me to bring them back. Come and DM me if you want me to bring the Monday Motivations back. Come and tell me. I would love to hear from you. I absolutely love doing these episodes for you. So I really hope you got a lot out of it. And if you enjoy these episodes, please let me know on Instagram. Come and DM me at Melissa Ambrosini and tell me if you want me to keep doing more of these types of episodes. And if you do, I can open up the questions on Instagram stories and you can send them in and I will answer them for you. And if you loved this conversation and you got a lot out of it, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for a new episode. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here. I do not take this lightly. The fact that you are here, that you pressed play means so much to me. And I'm so proud of you and I'm so honored that you're here. And I want to honor you for wanting to grow and evolve and learn and for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. Now, if there is someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode please share it with them right now. Don't do it later. Do it right now. Take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them. Do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.